How do you feel about history? I love history. Because we're about to get historical. But I'm... Hey there, podcast buckaroos. You're in for a treat today. It's another episode of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I am your co-host, Heather. And I am your other co-host, Ben. Welcome, everyone. Yes. Listen, I'm really excited about what, you're, what, what, what you've got for us today. As am I. Because I'm ready for some scandal. <laughs> well, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in uh, this podcast. I mean, not scandal. I am a history buff. Right. I am here for the learning. Now, I think we should state clear that I am not a historian. Nor have I ever been or claimed to have been a historian. So I did a lot of research, but this is going to be my take on what I researched. Yes, you got your Google degree in history. (laughs) I did. um, Well, I did use Google, but I do have many other credible sources. Oh. oh. Yes. One from Volkswagen itself, because we are going to be talking about the history of, or should we say the origin story for Volkswagen. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. All right, hit me. Let's go. Okay. Like all good stories, it starts at a bar. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Well, to be more... more, Well, um, it's German. What do you want? (laughs) To be more precise, it starts at a beer keller or a beer hall. This is where many Germans gather around to socialize and drink They were doing Stammtisch? Yes, exactly. Uh Aha, I knew that word. So we must go back all the way to November 8th, November 8th and 9th in 1923, when a young man named Adolf Hitler... Ugh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Am I on the wrong podcast? Now, just to be clear, this is a, a, a history or an origin story on Volkswagen, so don't try to ask me too many questions about World War II, because I didn't really do much research there. Right, we'll need a different guest yeah. speaker for that. Yeah. But wait, how old is a young Adolf Hitler? Well, let's see. In 1923, Hitler was a strapping 34 years old. Oh, the prime of his youth. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the beer hall pushed, or politique, or politics. Basically, what happened was, is the Nazi party, led by Adolf Hitler, was going to take over the Munich government. And they were going to do this at the beer hall. It was all organized. and Like you do. They had some, you know, of course, they had some conflict, some adversarial type problems and that's why it only lasted for two days he, this was done with his good friend from world war one uh eric von ludendorff who was a general in world war one anyway when it got to the point where they weren't sure what to do ludendorff just says hey let's march nobody knew where they were going they were just gonna go march somewhere let's go up through the quad into the <laughs> cafeteria yeah. We're going streaking through. No, the, don't no. streak. <laughs> Not November in Germany, guys. Right. So they started marching somewhere. No one really knew where they were going. I don't think they knew where they were going. And well, they after a couple of beers, eventually ran into a clash with the Polizei. Okay. So the German police got involved with them, and there were four state police officers that were killed, along with sixteen Nazis. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was a pretty good clash. Fisticuffs. So after this, of course, there had to be a trial, right? Now, what does all this have to do with Volkswagen? This is what I was wondering. Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming right up on that. Okay. So Hitler's 
arrested, tried for treason, sentenced to five years, did about nine months. As you know, this always happens for treason. Treason. Just put it. Well, suffice to say, he had a couple of judges that I was going to say believed in his cause a little he, bit. He knew yeah. a guy or some guy. So this is where this is where Volkswagen starts coming into play. Because what do you do when you're in prison? You make big plans and you work out. You. Read I, I mean, you're... I don't know. I've never <laughs> been there. I don't. I've seen movies. Well, this is also this little prison stint was also the time that. Um, Hitler wrote Mein Kampf. Oh, well, you got nothing but time. But he also read a lot. And one of the books that was in his prison that he read that he was fond of was Henry Ford's autobiography. Oh, Entitled no. My Life and Work. So this is where Hitler first started. Well, maybe not first, but really we, we discovered that he had this interest in vehicles and I, motor I, vehicles. And poor Mr. Ford is just like, ugh, why? Well... You might think that. Oh, no. But Hitler did actually send Henry Ford a birthday card. I mean, now. <laughs> now he wouldn't like it. So Adolf Hitler got this idea in his head that he wanted to create Germans or Germany's Model T, you know, based on the whole assembly line that Henry Ford had created. And he wanted a, a people's car, hence the word Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Now, we can't give Hitler credit for this. Because this was a word in common usage back then by other car companies that wanted to create the people's car. Yeah, he came up with a different name, didn't he? He did. He did. And we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So Hitler comes out of prison. And as we all know, the Nazi party comes into power. And on May 1st, 1929, so this, okay, this so is like about... Almost six years later. Six five years, and a half, yeah. Okay. Five and a half, six years later. The first May Day is declared. Now, in wait, like with the May poles and the girls with little flower crowns, or like, oh goodness, May Day, May Day. Well, yeah, I suppose you could look at it uh, um, either way, but because what happened on this day is that Hitler basically declared all trade unions, all guilds, everything abolished, and they had. The uh, Nazi Party members set up all over the country where they went into these trade unions, arrested people, and they declared that there's only going to be one labor movement, and it's going to be the German Labor Front. Now, why this is important to us for the story of Volkswagen is because this is the labor front that gets put in charge of building the people's car. Oh, Okay. So Robert Ley was tasked with forming the uh, General Labor Front, or the DAF, as it is in, in German. <laughs> it was like the GLF? Yeah, right. <laughs> golf. The Volkswagen Golf. That's how they came up with that car name. Sorry. I, I digress. I don't know. I didn't research that, but... <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Robert Ley uh, is forced to provide 50 million marks in capital to produce the German version of the Model T. Now, there's also a little thing here that says that Adolf Hitler designed this car himself. Now, that's a bit misleading. Nah. He did draw some sketches of it. Okay. Oh, right, because he's an artist. That's right, he did. However, to say that he designed it is kind of a misnomer. And the funny thing is, if you look at Hitler's drawings, because... I would like can, to look at those. We'll put them up on our Instagram. Okay, cool. Um, so you can take a look at those. They look remarkably similar 
to a few cars that were already being built that day. So to say that... At that time, you mean? Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, I mean, Let, let's, you know. let's finish up on the, um, the German labor front here in charge of building this car. Um, the car was part of the German movement called uh, Strength Through Joy. Now, that's the English translation. It's Kraft durch Freude, or KDF. So essentially, that's the first car that Hitler wanted. It was literally called the Strength Through Joy Volkswagen. Strength the, Through Joy? The KDF wagon, yeah. Now, the Strength Through Joy was a movement. Okay, so the, the Nazi party... Yeah, that much, doesn't sound Nazi to me. The labor movement you know, was in charge of all of the labor. Right. And all the propaganda and all this that, that were in the jobs. What they wanted to do was control your leisure time. Well, that's, of course. That's what the Strength Through Joy movement was. It was about giving a lot of people the opportunity to enjoy themselves outside work while still listening to propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So these were everything from movie theaters to cruise ships to the people's car. Okay. So you're driving around in your car and you're feeling like super joyful and s- strong. Well, there had to be a program in order to get this car, right? Uh, yeah, you had to be the right the, yeah. kind of a person. They weren't going to hand these out for free. But anybody could apply to get one. Now, what you had to do is you had to have five Reichmarks pulled out of your check every week, and that goes to the labor oh, movement. that's right, because they changed the money, too, didn't they? Then when you got to 750 Reichmarks, you received an order number. You didn't receive your car. Once the car is paid for, you were supposed to receive this. This was actually quite a successful um, a little plan. Over 330,000 uh, members joined this little plan to get this little car. Did any of them get a car, though? <laughs> Never once. Oh, no. <laughs> not, not even swindled. one of them. Swindled. Yeah. So swindled. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. Could have seen that coming. Right. But their bunkers were built and good later so that because they had the cash. The strength through joy cash. So this yeah, this strength through joy car, the the specs, whatnot, and been believe it or not, there there were actual specs for this thing that, that Hitler You mean specifications. Specifications. We are you, late would you like to know what Hitler's specifications was for the people's I bet car? it had nothing to do with cup holders, but okay, lay it on me. This car must hold two adults and three children. This car must get up to 60 miles per hour. This car must get 33 miles to the gallon, 33 miles to a gallon of gasoline. And it must cost 1,000 Reichmarks. So those were his specs. So it's not technically designing a car, right? No. In fact, <laughs> so that weird. that's we- just weird. Just he, a lot of weird stuff. The person in charge of designing this was none other than Ferdinand Porsche. The Por- Porsche guy, Porsche, and Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. And if you if, if you're one of your questions is this the same guy who developed the Porsche Motor Company? It is. Uh huh. I I segued that for my own self. <laughs> Good job. This car that he designed off of Hitler's uh, drawings and specifications. <laughs> so he basically had free, <laughs> right? Because well, yeah, wasn't a lot of guidance there. <laughs> well, here's a little twist in the story. The uh, the car that they were developing, the as what we now call the Beetle, 
looked remarkably similar to a Mercedes-Benz 130H, which we'll also put a picture up. Oh, yeah, we need uh, a comp picture on of that Instagram, one. And the standard superior. Now, there was a group of cars that were des actually designed, and some of them even built, by Josef Gons. Josef Gons, yes. Just want to make sure I got that right. Josef Better you than me. Josef Gons had a lot of patents that they, that they used uh, to build the Beetle or that Ferdinand Porsche used to kind of, he basically stole them. Now, here's, here's the little twist in the story. Josef Gans was Jewish. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this is, and this is also why we didn't find out a lot about this until much, much later for, you know, the Third Reich reasons and all. Reasons. Yeah. So we get to um, the point where Ferdinand Porsche is designing this car. Uh, and in 1938, there was a ceremony on May 26. Wait, go back. Nine years later, for nine years, we're working off like plans we already had, sort of. It's taking us this long. Yeah. I mean, not us. Poof, <laughs> I was not there. Well, you got to remember, there, was no, there wasn't a lot of infrastructure in Germany at this point. And if you want to create the Model T, you have to do the assembly line. You have to build a plant, essentially. I feel like they had a lot of workers. Yeah, <laughs> available. They 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 did. And I just I'm just pointing out that we're 9 years later. Please to continue. I'm okay. sorry. That's all right. Hitler lays the cornerstone for the Volkswagen factory. Can you guess what the factory is called? Strength through Work. Work will make you free. <laughs> no, that's on a different gate. That's on a different gate. You're very close. And it is, in fact, the strength through joy Volkswagen factory. He is so creative. And do you know what town it was in? No. The strength through joy town. No. <laughs> yeah. They basically created this town with this factory so that people could work on this big project to create this car. Full production for these cars was to start in 1939. Okay. But we all know what happened in 1939, right? Right. War breaks out, and Hitler sends a little note down to the factory and says, please stop building the people's car, and please to build weapons and tanks, machines and, of war. Yeah. <laughs> Strength through war joy. <laughs> Strength through war joy. Okay. That makes sense, though. So that is the beginning of Volkswagen. And that is where we kind of come into a little hiccup in so, what was to become So Volkswagen. in the factory, do they basically, they just, they stop making cars. They're making weapons. They're making any kind of other war-adjacent items that would be needed. So they didn't make cars at all throughout they the actually, whole war? They actually made two cars. In this factory. Now, they, they did produce a lot of these Beetles. Um, these were not at this particular factory, but of course, it takes many years to develop the car, get work out the bugs with it. So, this is what Ferdinand. <laughs> oh, wow. Work out, work the, out the bugs. bugs. I didn't even see that. I should have wrote that down. Yeah, you should have. Doesn't matter. Happened naturally. What Good they, for you. Yeah, what they were doing all those years is Ferdinand Porsche was working uh, along with some other designers to, to build this Beetle. And they did build a few of them. So you did see this beetle, a few of none, none of the people ever, ever got them, but the people that did get them were higher ups in the Nazi uh, party. And so this is happening during wartime, basically? Right before wartime. Okay. Yeah. Did the factory ever get bombed? Because I feel like 
Ah, that's a very good question. And we will get to that in oh, part spoilers. two. Okay. Are we... Are, is, no. Part one's done? Part one is done for the most part. It was, <sighs> we're, we're covering everything that happened before the war. Part this two is, is going to cover what happened after the war. Leaving me hanging. Yeah, I know. Isn't that fun? So juicy stuff I want to know. I bet. You know, we'll, and we'll put up some pictures, like we said, on Instagram of the stuff that we talked about today. And we'll give you a few glimpses of what the pre-World War I Volkswagen Beetle looked like. Uh, looked like. World War II? Yeah. Spoiler alert. It doesn't look much different than it has for, for right. the, the next 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued. I'm ready to know. Yeah. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Any cool. questions? I have a lot of questions, but you're not going to tell me the answers until next time. So I'm just going to sign off on this thing so we can get to next time. All right. Well, I look forward to that. And we As do will, I. We will see what happens. If you guys have any questions, tweet them, tweet them, Instagram them. We don't do the Snapchats. No, we do not. Or the TikTok or the MySpace. But the Facebooks we do. No, MySpace. I don't want to talk about that. It's too soon. <laughs> just, you know... Let us have them. I want to know if you have any, and if you have any like juicy tidbits that we don't know. Yeah, I'd love I want to, hear to know about this. That. So, until then, reach us at our website www.shawnauto.com. S C H O E N Auto. Dot and have a lovely week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.